We are here to celebrate greatness for 20 years. Excellence for 20 years. The other forward for the final time, number 24 on the floor, 6 the clock there to block Trevor Booker and desperate to get to the basket and score and he does hey. Kobe nice. number two well they're playing to him there's no doubt about it a lot of bounce a lot of energy every night he gives them a strong move Kobe to the basket oh pretty and one Kobe. Oh, Jacks a two. Oh, Four in a row for Bryant. Look at Kobe. Give me the ball. Feeling it. Firing. Oh, got the ball. This is like old times now. Kobe's farewell night. Here's uh, one of the greats in his own right. Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal. Sports up. Well, you know. Bryant on the drive. for three. Ah, that was a dagger. That's the old Kobe. That ball thing shed that defender, stepped underneath in his comfort zone. He's got 24 after that last hoop. Kobe off the wing. Hayward staying right with him. Bryant scores anyway. Another shot at him. To the basket, Kobe. They wanted a dunk, though. Yeah, they're happy with the hoop. Bryant on the drive to the basket. Hangs and scores. There you go. Kobe baseline over Neto has 32. Second time. Bryant here. Hits another three. 43. Forty-five. Bryant gets to the basket and has 47 points. See if he gets 50 here. Bryant going to the basket. Bryant for 14 has 53. Unbelievable stuff tonight. Kobe's got the Lakers last tip. Bryant for three. Oh! 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 Here they have a chance. The Lakers down one. 
Will Kobe give them one last gamer? Bryant on the move with the jumper. He Bryant, two free throws for 60. He has six 60-point games in his career. Performances in any sport. Man. Man. Guys, you know, it's uh I can't believe how fast 20 years went by. I mean, this is crazy. To be standing here at center court with you guys, my teammates behind me, and uh appreciating all this, you know, the journey that we've been on. And uh all I can do here is just thank you guys. Thank you guys for all the years of support. Thank you guys for all the motivation. Thank you for all the inspiration. You guys will always be in my heart. And uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. And uh, I love you guys. And uh, Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome in. A very somber Minnesota misery. Um, this show is going to be a lot different. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Vikings at all. Uh, Kobe Bryant has just passed away yesterday. We're recording this on Monday. Kobe Bryant dead at the age of 41. Um, you've certainly heard the news by now. Um, so it's two people that kind of grew up. Uh, Kobe is our Jordan. We just wanted to kind of jump on and express our thoughts and kind of how we've seen him. Kind of feels like we've grown up with him. We've seen his entire career and now um, you know, the unfortunate end um, that we see with the helicopter crash in Southern California yesterday. Um, we will have some Vikings content coming this offseason. We're going to do something um, a little bit different. We're going to go back and watch some older games together, point out some, you know, some highlights, make some, make fun of some old players, things like that. Uh, but now, now is not the time. Um, Alex Kobe Bryant has died. I never thought I would say that. I, you know, you just kind of assume that he'd live forever. It's kind of the the stigma that surrounded him and the way that he seemed to relentlessly work out. I mean, you just never, never expected this. Yeah. 41, 41 is tough. You know, it's, it's here in the news is it almost, it almost just kind of set in for me. Um, you know, yesterday you're kind of just in the blur of trying to get as much info as you possibly can. You know, everyone's being a, a Twitter detective trying to figure out what's real and what's not. Um, and getting up this morning, you know, it kind of just hit me that, you know, it's actually happened, which is, and it's just unreal. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to put into words uh, exactly how you feel, um, but shocked, you know, I mean, just hearing the news yesterday, it, 
you know, everything goes kind of just blurry after that, really. Oh, absolutely. It's it's one of the most shocking news events in my life, um, especially being, you know, as big of sports fans as we are. This is one that you'll remember where you are for, for the rest of your life. I mean, this is Los Angeles Princess Diana moment. I mean, there's nothing that compares to this in my sports life. I mean, there's been tragedies and things, but nothing that surprised me quite like this. And on a player that I've been so emotionally invested in, it's, uh, I, I mean, there's we were literally talking about the night before, just casually with some friends, like, I wonder, like, we're talking about, like, celebrity deaths and saying, like, who would be, like, a huge deal, like, the way that Michael Jackson was. Literally having this conversation on, on Saturday night over a couple beers in, in Aspen, and, and, and Kobe's name was brought up with Jordan, and, and then he dies the next morning. It's, it's pretty surreal. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, uh, I think one of the biggest things, Kyle, about the shocking part of it is that, you know, you have people that, that die of a, of a drug overdose or, um, you know, take their own life or something like that. The, the, and, and I think it just feels a little bit different when it's at the hands of like an overdose or something, because you, you, you know, that person was making a conscious decision to do these things. And, um, you know, that's, that's the result of, of it sometimes. But when it's something as crazy as a helicopter crashing, um, I think that, you know, just makes the shock value even more the the sudden, um, the you know how sudden it is. It's just nuts because I, I remember you know we've had what Prince and 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 Michael Jackson and some of these other guys like Prince was was super shocking, but um, you know he was a little bit older and and it, it turned out you know it was drug related and it it just feels totally different like like no other death that I've remember you know we don't really remember princess diana or anything like that you know that had no effect on us uh not the way that kobe bryant you know somebody that we watched probably on almost a daily basis growing up uh you know a couple of sports fanatics um just it affect it affected me honestly a little bit more than i thought it would yeah um it affected me it affected me a lot so just kind of to lay this out how we're going to go through this um, we're going to kind of walk through our day yesterday, kind of how we saw it from where I was in Colorado, where you were in Tennessee, kind of how we saw it play out on Twitter. Just kind of talk about how we will remember where we were for this day and kind of what happened for us individually as fans. And then I want to get into why Kobe Bryant means so much to me personally. And Alex, you can chime in on that as well. But he's a player that's meant an absolute ton to me growing up. So I want to kind of dive into the backstory of why I even care enough to do this podcast. Um, and then, you know, a little bit of legacy talk at the end, how will he be remembered? Um, what, you know, what should be the thing we remember most about Kobe Bryant? Um, he's so much more complex than just a player that averaged 25 points a game over a 20 year span. Um, and then lastly, uh, my girlfriend, Myra works in aviation. She actually works on helicopters. So, um, she's been researching the crash and we're going to have her on and, uh, take us through some possible theories as to what could have went wrong. Obviously we don't know, uh, just speculation on, you know, what kind of happens in the industry because she knows more than, than we do. Um, so let's, let's jump right into it. Um, yesterday morning, uh, what, what were you doing? How were, how were you notified? Um, how did it all go down for you? Well, this is the, this is the craziest part about all of it because I didn't even know what was going on. Um, I was out of town this weekend. Um, and I, you know, I was having a great weekend. Um, uh, Friday night, I believe it was Friday night. Um, my phone, <laughs> I dropped my phone in a hot tub. Um, 
which usually wouldn't be a problem with the phones today, but I my phone was severely cracked. So uh, took took some damage, took some damage, stopped working. Um, at least the screen did. I think the phone was still on. But anyways, so I didn't have a phone all weekend. Um, you know, I'm coming home. We were up in the mountains um, all weekend, and I'm coming home Sunday morning. Um, and the first thing we do is, you know, we get home probably around 2, maybe one thirty. Yeah, it was probably about 1 o'clock. And uh, first thing I do, go to the Apple store. Don't even think about to turn on ESPN or anything. And at that point, I don't... At that point, I don't know that they were even reporting on it yet. I don't know the exact time frame of this stuff. I went back on my Twitter feed after I realized what happened to try to get a, a glimpse of what was going on, what I missed. So I'm sitting in the Apple store for like probably almost two hours having no, no idea what's going on. You know, nobody around me said anything or anything like that. So, um, you know, I pretty normal. I, get, I just get my phone and, you know, everything's updating and it's going to take a while before I can really even use it. Uh, walking around the mall for a minute before we head home and uh, a buddy of mine a buddy of mine that uh, if I had asked him who Kobe Bryant was he probably would have no idea you know he probably maybe think he was a football player you know he doesn't know because he doesn't know sports and he just texted me and was like you know Kobe Bryant's dead uh, and I thought it had to be some kind of like a joke coming from him specifically um and I didn't even have Twitter. I didn't have any of my apps loaded up. So I think I, I think I texted the group, group chat. But um, I had, I you know, I got my girlfriend's phone and and was scrolling through Twitter at that point, realizing what was happening um, and how it happened. And and by that point, it, you know, it was later in the afternoon here, which was still earlier uh, on the West Coast. But they had, you know, they had known that it was him and his daughter by that point, at least. And they, at the time, they thought it was three more people. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, I wasn't there for the initial, like I wasn't scrolling Twitter and then I see a tweet that says, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant suspected to be, you know, in a helicopter crash, I guess originally it was a lot worse. I mean, Kyle, you can speak to this, but I think they thought it was all of his daughters, um, from what I was looking yeah. back on at least. There was weird speculation about that. It was at first it was, you know, the whole family and then it was just the daughters and then somehow Rick Fox yeah, was I saw that rumored too. to be involved, which he certainly was not. Yeah, it was it was a whole lot of speculation and it, it really like there was an hour stretch where just no one knew what was going on. Um, it was really weird that it was that it was TMZ. So I got a text uh, from a group chat from um, actually old basketball team in Florida that I played with. And, you know, they were saying Kobe's dead. And I was like, no, he's not. Like, that's not a thing. And I went on Twitter and I, sure enough, TMZ was the first thing I saw. And it just doesn't even feel real. I mean, TMZ obviously gets a ton of stuff right. But, I mean, it doesn't seem like someone that would have a headline in the same, like, font of, like, you know, Katy Perry has Wild Night in Vegas as right. the fact that Kobe Bryant is dead. Like, that doesn't seem like that should be the same thing. But... You know they were they were right on. It was a pretty crazy time for me. I was um, I was up at the Winter X Games up in Aspen and hadn't skied the entire weekend. I had always wanted to ski Aspen. It's kind of far from where I live, so finally on Sunday I decided to you know spend the money and go skiing in Aspen because I've always wanted to do that. So I was having a great time. You know I was so excited to be there. Rented a snowboard, did a couple runs. It was feeling pretty good. You know a little rusty snowboarding, but uh, overall I was you know happy and. Um, if you're familiar with with skiing or snowboarding, um, you can take the lift up to the top of the mountain, 
and then generally there's you know another restaurant or a bar that's only accessible by the gondola or the lift. So we were up there, we got a drink. Um, we were, I was waiting in line to get some food, and I saw this text, and then I checked Twitter while I was in line. Basically, just dropped my food, didn't care. Went outside, um, you know, into the snow, and saw that it was true on Twitter. And then I just I started calling people. I called my mom. She was crying. I I you know I was trying to fight back the tears, but hearing my mom cry because my mom that's one thing that she and I have always shared in common is you know my mom's not really too into sports, but one thing that she will always sit there no matter how long the game is, go to triple overtime. If Kobe was playing, she'd sit there the entire time. Wouldn't doesn't care about the Super Bowl, but Kobe's playing the Knicks in a you know November regular season game. She's 100% in, so um, she's taking it really really hard. And and then called some other friends and and then just kind of hopped on Twitter and just sat there outside you know in the snow by myself and just fighting back tears. And I was with some friends that don't really care about sports at all, and they I'm sure they were like, what is like what is this guy doing? Like he's it's just an athlete, you know who cares? But you know Kobe's so much so much more than just, you know, a random player to, to us kind of growing up when we did, I think. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And that, and that's what's so shocking, I mean, to us that while we're doing this right now, you know, we wouldn't be doing this if, uh, you know, somebody else, you know, if Kenyon Martin or something like that, you know, passed away. But uh, it's, Co- it's Kobe Bryant. I mean, he, he, he holds such a special place um, in a lot of people's heart. I mean, you grew up on this guy, so... The shock value was absolutely through the roof. Um, I'm walking through through the mall, just kind of just my head in the phone when I when I realize what's going on. Um, basically, get to the car as fast as I can so I can get home and kind of just you know hunker down and, and get into the phone and, and the TV and see what's really going on. And uh, yeah, man, you know I get in the car and turn on ESPN Radio and it's just you know it's it's real at that point and. Uh, yeah, you know, I wasn't around anybody but Brandy, and, you know, she was pretty shocked, too, but, you know, she doesn't have that bond of, you know, this is somebody that had a, played a major, major, you know, you know, influence in, in my life. Maybe not to the effect that it, it had with you, but to me, you know, being around for somebody like Kobe, like, you're never going to forget the greatness that he, he had and the passion for the game. So, uh, you know, I think that's what kind of hit, hit me the most was, uh, this guy's love for the game, you know, was more than anybody's, uh, and to see, and just to see him, you know, end like this is very tough. Yeah, it's brutal. And one thing I do want to say, we'll get to his his daughter that unfortunately passed away. And obviously, we're not talking about the other people that passed away on the same, uh, you know, in the same accident. Our, you know, our hearts go out to those people as well. I've seen this on Twitter. Like, why are we only talking about Kobe? Kobe's the one of these people that I know. I don't wish any harm on those people, and I hope their families are recovering. I know it's just as hard for those families as it is, it is for you know the, the Bryants, but um, Kobe's the one that you know has been in our lives for so long. So that's real quick. That's why I just wanted to mention that yeah. we're focusing on him. Yeah, uh, real quick, I will say that you know it, it's it, it's it's a tough spot for those other families because to see everyone mourning um, the loss of Kobe and his daughter, it's got to be tough. Um, knowing that their family members and other children were on the the the, the flight as well, um, and, and like you said, you know you, you feel really bad and and you wish no no you know nothing ill against them. But uh, if a regular plane, if a regular helicopter in California goes down with nobody that you know on it, you you don't think twice about it. 
Right. Unfortunately, that that's true, and it, it really is a tragedy. Not only losing Kobe, but you know, three girls at the age of 13. I mean, that's just that's just brutal. Uh, you know, a baseball coach as well as a pilot, and uh, I believe one other set of parents um, yeah. uh, of that same basketball team. But it seems almost poetic in a way that Kobe went out trying to get to you know coach basketball to be a part of basketball, and possibly shouldn't have been flying given the conditions but you know Kobe thought he could do anything and he loved basketball that much that there was nothing that was going to get in his way so I mean that's kind of somber uh, poetic way that that ended yeah a guy that's probably been in that helicopter thousands of times going I mean because you might know more about this than me Kyle but when he when it was a player didn't he take it to every practice and every game he was taking the they called it the mamba chopper yeah, I don't know if he took it to every single one, but I know it was it was very, very common. So, yeah, something that he's been in um, a long, long time. And, you know, helicopters that are that large, I, I think, are generally pretty safe. You know, eight seats, that's pretty that's pretty big. Um, so, you know, it's just it's just shocking. And, and I'm sure I'm sure in that moment he was completely shocked and figured this would be, you know, routine. I mean, you never think, you know, when you get in your car that anything is going to go wrong, even if there's like snowy conditions or something. And you think, hey, well, I've driven in snow before. It's. I know it's slightly more dangerous, but, you know, ultimately everything works out. But, you know, you know, it didn't. And, you know, it's it's just it's really sad. Yeah. So, um, I mean, how did the rest of your day look after, you know, after kind of that happened? Did you just kind of did you go on like plans as usual or or did you, you know, I mean, that's it. It, it hit, I, I didn't have anything going on, so it hit me in a way where I could kind of just sit back and you know, kind of soak in what was going on, but I know you were like at the top of a mountain, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was basically buried in Twitter. Uh, we called it for the snowboarding. I was just didn't care about anything. Um, you know, we, we did sit there and eat, but I was just buried in my phone. I don't even, I had two bites of my food. I don't even know whatever. I don't even know what happened. Um, but yeah, I just basically was, could not get enough on Twitter. Uh, we had concert and X Games events uh, last night to go to, and same thing. I was there, but just on Twitter, and I felt bad because you know it was our vacation, we're in a, you know with friends, and I felt bad you know ignoring them, but I just couldn't look away, and I just kept wanting it to not be true, and and it it was just it was just brutal. Um, you know, I broke down broke down and cried when I saw you know some of those videos of him and his daughter. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's one on Twitter of him doing a fadeaway over LeBron. And she does the exact same thing, and it like swishes through the hoop in the exact same way. The form is the same, like side by side. It looks identical, and that just got me. That's so sad. Have you seen that video? Yeah, I have. Uh, it, it's it's un, it's unbelievable. I mean, they uh, they said that this particular um, that she she was the most like Kobe. You know that she loved the game of basketball herself, and it wasn't something that Kobe was forcing upon her. And um, you know, to to wonder what could be with that is is sad, and, and that you know Kobe and and her family's never going to get to see that um, potential, and and man, that that's heartbreaking in itself. Of itself is you know anytime a a, a kid dies, it's it's tragic. But um, man, I can only imagine you know what she could have become, and 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 those videos are crazy, man. Uh, uh, you know. They said that she played just like Kobe with her mannerisms and everything like that. So from such a young age, uh, imagine what she could have, you know, turned into. Uh, it sucks, you know. It sucks. It sucks for those other two girls on there too. You know, they they would have had. They might not have been Kobe's daughter, 
but they would have had a life, you know, a full life ahead of them too. So just tragic all around. And I mean, it, yeah, it just, it's, it's tough. It's tough to, it's tough to watch a bunch of grown men on TV and on Twitter, just bawling their eyes out about somebody. Uh, but that's what, that's, that's what's going on right now. I mean, T-Mac was just on, uh, the jump. I mean, just crying like a baby. Yeah, and I've had, you know, probably five, six friends who I, some of, don't even talk to that often anymore, and they've, you know, texted me or hit me up on Twitter and saying, you know, man, I've, like, I've been crying. Like, today, I never care about, like, celebrity deaths, and I'm somewhat in the same boat. I mean, we make we make jokes on this podcast all the time that are kind of dark, and I have right. a pretty dark sense of humor. I rarely care about, you know, kind of things like this, but this one has, you know, has really shaken me in a, in a way that I've never really felt. Um excluding family like 1000 percent the toughest death i've ever been a part of for someone that i, I felt like i knew so um, i'm just going to go into this you know real quick um the reason that kobe means so much to me um so basically i love jerseys i wore jerseys my entire like years and years and years um this is what got it all started so i was in jc Penney's with my mom i believe i was six she was like you can get like one shirt like what do you want and i went and got yellow Number eight champion. You remember the old NBA jerseys? They're terrible quality. Oh yeah. It's like not a good jersey at all. It, like the yellow jerseys, I don't even think are that great. It's kind of ugly. Yeah. But like that. That's what I wanted, and like I already knew who he was, like kind of at that, at that young age. But uh, you know, getting that jersey just made me watch him more and more and more. And you know, that's when my mom sort of took an interest as well and started watching every time he was on. So it was just always always a part of things. Um, that was in Florida. Um, ended up getting, you know, the eight purple jersey. And then uh, we basically, we were considering moving from Florida to Colorado, um, but we weren't positive. So we came out here to visit. And I had, you know, my jersey. I was so excited. The Lakers were in town. Um, my aunt was going to take me to see the Lakers Nuggets play. I had never seen Kobe play. I've, by this time, I've been watching him for, for several years. Uh, this is in the midst of the um, Eagle trial here in Colorado with the, the rape allegations. So um, tensions are high regarding Kobe, and I've never seen him play. Um, the same day is the Vikings-Packers wildcard game, the Randy Moss-Moon game. So um, it's like the greatest day of all time, right? So I meet – or uh, sorry, <laughs> we, we, watch, we watch the Vikings beat the Packers at Lambeau. Randy Moss does the moon. That's my morning. That was an early game. And then I've got Lakers-Nuggets tonight. And, you know, I'm on top of the world and we go to the stadium early. I beg my aunt, like, you know, let's go early. I'll see, see if I can see Kobe shoot around. And we got there early and he was signing autographs. I see him from the top of the um, tunnel. Like, and you know, you have to look down at the section. He's right by the court, of course. So I run down there. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get it. It's too late. Like he's already been signing for a while, but uh, he sat there and signed for like 20, 30 minutes. I got his autograph on a hat. Still, I'm looking at it right now. It's framed. It's framed on my uh, cabinet here. Um, so, you know, I already was attached to him as a little kid. And and then that, you know, it really was exciting. I was like the first, you know, superstar athlete I ever, quote unquote, met or saw in person. And then um, from there, basically, you know, um, I moved, we did end up moving to Colorado. Um, Kobe was like, you know, and I didn't have any friends when we just moved. We watched Kobe. Like, that's what we did all the time. And... Uh, yeah, so basically in high school, uh, I'm in high school by this point. Um, this is like 2007, 2008. So Lakers are really good at this point. Uh, they're about to get Gasol. Um, 
basically me and my friend Zach, we didn't really party in high school at all. We were pretty good kids. Um, so, and we, all we did was basically, you know, play ball and watch sports. Um, and we did this thing where we were like, we collected autographs. We were very much like to get autographs and we would just go to the team hotel, whatever team was visiting the nuggets. So we would call the hotel and ask for, you know, some random visiting assistant coach and ask the hotel to connect you to the room. And, you know, if you call and ask for Kobe Bryant's room, they're not going to connect you. But if you ask for head trainer Gary Vitti, uh, they'll connect you if you're there. So um, you can just call the five-star hotels and basically figure out where every team is. Um, so we basically just – every time the Lakers were in town for years and years and years, and, and they're both Western Conference, so they play they play all the time. As me and Zach would go wait outside in the cold, usually in the winter, stand by the curb, watch Kobe go in the bus, try and get an autograph or picture with him. Um, it didn't work for years and years. He would wave every time, always smile and be gracious, but wouldn't come over. Um, and then, you know, obviously you get, I got older, stopped doing, stopped doing that, started, started the partying instead of that um, after high school. Um, but Kobe's last game here in Denver, uh, I believe it was March 2016, uh, we decided to, you know, get the band back together and, and you know, try and, try and go one more time to see Kobe. We're over 21 now, so we can sit at the bar inside the hotel. So it's a little bit, a little bit easier uh, than trying to camp out in the cold. Um, so we know the Lakers are there. Uh, last game he's ever going to play here. We got tickets to the game right behind the Lakers bench. Um, basically, we sit at the bar. We see all the Lakers go by. We don't approach any of them. We're not there for you know a picture with uh, who? Well, I don't know who's on that team. Nick Young. We don't care. It's not interested. Um, but we wait. He's the last one out. We see him, he starts to walk through the door, gets outside the hotel from the lobby, we yell his name, and he comes back inside, takes a picture with us inside the hotel lobby, uh, me and, and three of my friends, so or two of my friends. So, um, you know, not that big a deal. People get pictures with celebrities all the time, but kind of the fact that that was a payoff of something that me and my friend tried to do together for, for a long time, it was it was really, really cool. Um, and, and then, but, so that was his last game here in Denver. Um, so that was not too long before his last last game in LA, which was the next month. So decided to book tickets to that. Um, flew out to Los Angeles. Couldn't afford to go to the game. They were like a thousand dollars each. But yeah. uh, we all had our Kobe stuff on. We we're playing basketball in Venice Beach that whole day. Went outside the Staples Center. There's just thousands and thousands of people. I mean, they have Kobe plastered on the Staples Center. He's you know eight stories tall. He's these old pictures of him with the fro as he's dunking. These famous plays that you've seen. You know him. You know him if you see him, and, and people are just excited. I mean, he's Elvis in L.A. Like, he's the biggest star in the city of stars. Um, it's crazy to see how much people cared about him. And, you know, that game, if, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you remember it. 60 points, 50 shots. I mean, it's a lot, but it was really, <laughs> really cool. Uh, last game winner, you know, beats, beats the Utah Jazz. So, um, you know, that's just br- not that brief explanation of, of why Kobe meant so much to me. Always been my favorite player. Um, him and Randy Moss are probably 1A, 1B as far as my favorite athletes of all time. But the uh, way I feel right now, it's got to be Kobe, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, I think that just his, his style on the court made you just respect him, whether you liked him or not. I think a lot of people would, would tell you that uh, they, didn't, they didn't like him. But today, I think a lot of people that might have said that are, are, are maybe feeling a, a emptiness that they're like still, you know, kind of like feeling sad or whatever about it. Whether, you know, you can fight over who's the best of all time and all this and that. And people will argue, you know, Kobe versus LeBron and stuff like that all day. 
But even if you're arguing stuff like that, you know, there's a reason you are because he's so great. And I think the the thing that I, that always brings it back to me is like his dedication. I mean, he was he was. I just can't I can't imagine having to play against him. You know, because it would it would just see it seems so miserable to have to compete against a guy like that because he was so serious about it and he knew he was good. And so that like persona on the court was just so fun to watch because he knew he was good. And I, I mean, it, it was like, right. AI had a certain way about him on the court where he was flashy and, and he knew he was good too. And he was good, but he did not have just the, the killer instinct that Kobe had for 20 years. I mean, the longevity is unreal. Um, yeah, those teams weren't the best towards the end, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm a Magic fan, so I, I remember the 09 finals. Um, shout out Courtney Lee. Yeah, shout out Courtney Lee. Um, and just thinking, like, you know, Magic had a chance to snag game two in the Staples Center. Um, did not do it, but, you know, even if they had, I don't think it would have mattered. I think the, the Lakers went on to win in five, but um, <laughs> I just have some – just have some memories of of Kobe that are that are great. I mean, you can go back and look at the some videos of him on the court, just not even playing, just interacting, um, and how he interacted with other players, how serious his demeanor was. I mean, the video of him shaking his head at Dwight Howard and just going soft. I mean, <laughs> that's some of the greatest trash talking of all time, and it's so simple and it's so Kobe. Like that's just who he was, and um, you know, you you maybe don't realize it. Like I don't have the I don't have all the stories of Kobe and stuff like that that you do, but, um, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't have thought about Kobe yesterday, but hearing the news and, and having all those memories and just stuff come back to you, uh, it makes you realize that, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. And, and (laughs) like, like, you know, that, that persona on the court makes you feel like he's unstoppable. Right. And no matter what he's doing and, to hear that is just it was just crazy it was i mean it was the most shocked i think i texted you yesterday it's this is the most shocked i've almost probably ever been um you know i it, it was nuts oh absolutely i agree and you talk about his intensity and that's that's really what is he known for i mean he made 12 all defensive teams i mean that just shows you that the guy cares i mean Le- lebron has taken entire years not, not to pick on lebron but players take superstars right. take defense off in the nba all the time but that guy brought it every single night even if he wasn't hitting the jumper he'd sl- you know slow down their other player um he, he richard lewis is the reason the magic won game one of that finals you were mentioning they put kobe on him in game three or two i can't remember which game it was game two or three uh, but he had like 36 points, and when Kobe wasn't guarding him, they put Kobe on him six points. Yeah, I mean he, he could shut people down. He doesn't get maybe enough credit for that. Um, but you know, just a, just an interesting guy all around. Um, you know, he grew up in in Italy and Philly, split time because you know his dad was a semi well professional and semi professional player. Um, so he's you know knows multiple languages. Um, was you know always studying. Just a curious person seemed to want to learn about things. I mean, the, there's stories that he was he was ready to go into the office as he, he was trying to start a media company, which he did. Uh, but the day after his next game, he was in the office at, uh, at 8 a.m. Uh, started working on, you know, projects for his media company. And he's just finished his 20-year career, scored 60 points, shot a million times. Like, you got to be exhausted. But he's just that focused and that intense of a person. And I think, I think people are drawn to that because everyone has something that they wish they were, you know, great at. 
and and he's just like I think everyone wishes that they could have the drive and determination that he does because we all want the results of hard work but um, hard work not a ton of fun um, so seeing someone that's that dedicated I think that speaks to something in all of us I mean you hit it right there Kyle um, I, I you know I don't think Kobe probably has ever woken up a day in his life and been like I'm not gonna do anything today you know I'm just gonna sit around and be lazy and do nothing I'm gonna watch TV you know and all this and that I mean I can't imagine him ever doing that. He was always just so, he was so motivated and, and hardworking at it, everything he did and it, and it showed. And I think like you said it right, you know, people, people see that, you know, if if Kobe was in my life for two months as like a personal trainer, I, I would be like in incredible shape, you know, just having somebody around you like that uh, to motivate to kind of motivate you in, in, in ways like that. I mean, I can only imagine the the things that some young players and uh, guys that played with him throughout his career like could took away from him and his work ethic. And uh, it's just nuts to see. I mean, it, right now you have a league full of guys our age, right, Kyle? And, and it's like those guys grew up watching the same basketball we did, which was Kobe. I mean, Kobe was our MJ. And... I think um, what's interesting is a lot of guys, you know, they wanted to be like Michael Jordan, right? But nobody really, nobody really was like, I'm going to be Michael Jordan, you know? Like, it, it just didn't happen. I think Kobe... Kobe was the closest Kobe, by far. Kobe is a mini Michael. I mean, it's exactly what he was. Uh, he was uh, absolute, you know, crazy about the game of basketball and... Uh, I mean, arguably, probably one of the like, probably right behind Michael as like perimeter players of all time. Um, just an absolute freak on the basketball court, and it just sucks, man. You know, you know, days like days like today and yesterday are just tough. And uh, I know it sounds like we're like family members of Kobe, but you know, when you're growing up like we did, all we did was sports. You know, that's all we did every day after school, every day during school, it was sports this, sports that. Um, and I texted my dad yesterday. I'm like, you know, this is one of the guys that, you know, gave me the love for something that I, I'm always going to have. Um, and that's sports. I mean, that's just something that's always going to be with me. And, and he was a, he was a, he was at the center of that. You know, I didn't like the Lakers. I didn't hate the Lakers. I had no, like, you know, I didn't have one way or the other about it, but you have to respect what Kobe did as a player. And it was, it was incredible. Yeah, it really was. And that being said, I'm not a Lakers fan either. I mean, I was, uh, there's a lot of us. I'm a Kobe fan. Like, I don't care if the Lakers win or lose now. I mean, it doesn't matter to me at all. I mean, Kobe was that appealing, especially to me as a young kid that going to root for this team no matter what, just because, you know, I like this player that much. So, um, yeah, just kind of, kind of a surreal day. I mean, I'm sitting here in my, my lower Marion high school Kobe Jersey. (laughs) We drove from, uh, drove down the mountains today. So had to go through Eagle, Colorado, um, you know, a couple more hours, drive by the Pepsi center where he averaged like 27 in his career in that building. Um, was there all the time. Uh, I can see the hotel that they stayed at, you know, right from my doorstep. So not like I'm like his uh, immediate family or anything, but I definitely feel some sort of, uh, some sort of connection and I feel weird for how upset I am, but I also know from, like you were saying, watching TV, the texts that I've get, get gotten, the tweets that I see, um, we're not alone to feel this way. I mean, you know, I'm not going to you know miss work for two weeks and, and cry over this, but, uh, 
uh, this this death has, has seemed to you know send shockwaves that um, I haven't really seen one ever that that has in any at any level. And I'm more connected with basketball than you know other you know spheres. So I mean there there might be some actor or writer that would be this big a deal in certain sectors. But you know this is this is everything for you know a lot of basketball fans. Right. I think um, the total the total um, shock of it is crazy. I mean, like we've mentioned other people, Prince and Michael Jackson and Muhammad Ali, but you know, the, that was almost not expected. I mean, with Muhammad Ali, everyone saw it coming, but, um, it's just different, man. I mean, this guy, everybody watched for 20 years, make, what did he make? 18 all-star teams? Like, uh, it's pretty good. It's <laughs> nuts. I mean, everyone saw this guy as indestructible as, as he can take on anything. And then, to have something like this where it's not, oh, well, he shot himself in the head or he, you know, um, he overdosed on heroin. It's just, it's, it's different, you know, it's different than something like that. So I think that's the biggest shock and, um, you know, it, it is tough, but you know, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be great to see the love that he continues to get, you know, when this hall of fame, when he gets inducted, when they build the statue, um, and, and, and people are never going to forget Kobe. I think the, the word Kobe in LA is going to live on, uh, for the rest of time. And I, and I, I've never been to LA, so I can't even imagine how that city is feeling. But, um, I tried to picture, you know, I think I texted you yesterday. I was like, I, I I'd like to know how I would feel if someone like Randy Moss, you know, passed away suddenly like this, you know, because I felt pretty shitty, um, for somebody who I didn't even, like I said, you know, he was a great player and I loved watching him, but, you know, he wasn't like my favorite player of all time, you know, and, and so something like that, you know, makes you think, man, I, I can't feel much worse than I did this morning, kind of just sulking around looking at Twitter and and, and the phone and the, the TV. So it's it's just nuts, man. I just still can't believe it. I agree. And speaking of that statue that they're 1000% going to build, uh, I think it'd be cool to put Gianna in that too, some way. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you definitely have to incorporate it. You know, Shaq has a really dope statue of him playing uh, and dunking. I think, I think the Kobe statue, if not, if not Gianna, you know, definitely part of the plaque or something right there with oh, it. Absolutely, um, would be and, nice. And what? One more thing that I think makes it even even more sad is Kobe's had a bit of a checkered past. I mean, there's the rape allegation, which I got actually some insight into this weekend that I got even more confirmation from someone that was actually involved somewhat. I can't say a ton, but that definitely didn't do it. But, you know, I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure. Um, but, you know, couldn't get along with teammates. You know, at times, Shaq, you know, basically they have a t tough relationship. Um, he's had a turbulent relationship with his father. Uh, just because, you know, that intensity that we loved, I'm sure it's difficult to be around in an interpersonal setting. So he's had he's had his troubles, but it seemed like, you know, um, as being a great father coaching his daughter's team, like um, was on to, to new new ventures outside of basketball. Um, he told he told uh, A-Rod and Big Cat that he was more excited for his next 20 years than his past 20 years and that he hoped to accomplish more. And that's just the kind of the kind of guy he was. It seemed like he was kind of you know, calming down, he's 41, and he's not 20, 24, um, so, you know, sort of doing everything right for maybe the first time in his life, not that he was a bad, bad guy, but he definitely had his criticism, you know, critics, criticisms that were some valid, and it seemed like, you know, he's being a great dad, being a, you know,
know, hopefully a good husband. There's not, not been anything negative about that, you know, at least publicly since, since the Colorado thing. So it seemed like he's doing everything the right way. And, you know, he goes out trying to go coach his daughter's basketball, basketball team. I mean, how many NBA players would coach 13 year old girls that are like Michael Jordan would never do that. No, I mean, look, look at Michael Jordan. What happened after he retired? He, he secluded himself. I mean, nobody knows what in the world Michael Jordan's doing right now. Um, and I, 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 look, if Michael Jordan died suddenly in a helicopter crash instead of Kobe, we would all be shocked. Oh, of course. But I wonder if it would feel different, not, not because he's more removed, but because Kobe was still kind of, I know Kobe just retired, but he was, he was around more, you know, he was doing things, you knew he was, Michael Jordan doesn't even do any interviews or anything. So it's kind of hard to, to say how, like. It wouldn't affect me the same. Um, no, me neither. And I, I mean, I saw some Jordan, well, some Wizards Jordan, maybe a few Bulls games, but right, I, mean, I, right. I know I've seen the highlights. I know all. The, I mean, reading the stats doesn't give you the same effect. I mean, I can look at stats and know that Will Chamberlain was a great player, but he means nothing to me because I didn't see one second of him playing. So right. um, you can't reproduce the feeling that you get watching certain guys. Um, and there's only there's only certain athletes that can really make you feel something, you know, watching them play. A lot of it's just like whatever, this game's on, I'll throw 20 bucks on it to be entertained. But uh, very takes very special athletes, I think, to, to at least for us, because you know we're hardened Vikings fans to to really be able to feel something <laughs> yeah. when watching when watching a specific player, especially if he's not necessarily on your you know diehard passionate team. Yeah, I mean you're absolutely right. It's it's just sad, and uh, I think the intensity that he had with his peers and everything, you know, I'm sure it was hard to get along with them, but those people are probably looking back today and saying, you know, uh, I, I, I cherish those moments, you know, with Kobe and, um, it's just, it's gotta be, it's gotta be tough for, for Vanessa and, and the other girls. So, um, that's what I was going to bring yeah. up, uh, real quick there is Vanessa. I mean, I can't even imagine, uh, they've been together since they were 17 years old. They have four daughters together. They're seemingly thriving. I'm sure she was so happy that her husband was finally around more and not spending, you know, Tuesday through Thursday in Milwaukee and Orlando and, Whoa. you know, and she, yeah, shots fired, but you lose, you lose someone you've been with for 20 plus years and a, a daughter in the same day and just a completely unexpected thing. So, I mean, I cannot imagine what she's going through. It's gotta be brutal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just such a crazy way to go. Like I had mentioned it already, but a helicopter crash, man, like it's, you don't see a lot of those, you know, anymore really. Like, I mean, not that you, there was a day where you saw a ton of helicopter crashes, but it's and you'll get into it with Myra in a little bit, but uh, it, what's going on on that? You know, just be a fly on the wall in that helicopter and just to imagine the intensity Kobe had throughout his entire career and his life to just know in those final moments, like it's it's over. You know, I just wonder what what was going through everyone's head, you know, obviously like you, you try to put yourself in that situation, but man, you can never, you can never imagine what you'd do or, you know, so. Right. I mean, heart wrenching to think about yeah. in those final seconds. Um, last thing here, and we'll, we'll bring Myra on and uh, get her, her thoughts on, on the helicopter side of this. Um, 
what did you think about, you know, all the tributes? There's different stadiums. The Vikings lit up their stadium. Nuggets here in town, you know, tons of teams did it. It's not just not just those. Um, the Grammys, crazy, crazy that the Grammys were in Staples Center with his jersey hanging in the rafters that night. That's that's pretty wild stuff. So uh, what did you think about any of that? Do you think they should have done more or less? Was it good? Um, I mean, you know, it's such short notice. I, I think a lot of people, at least on the East Coast, didn't know until – you know, officially, I like I said, I didn't have a phone, so I don't know exactly what time it was kind of coming out on the East Coast, but um, I think you're going to see more. I know the Mavs retired his number, which is great. I think that's awesome. Um, I, this guy is arguably like a top 10. You can't tell the story of the NBA without Kobe, so um, I think you're going to see, you know, more teams kind of do their kind of tributes for him, and, uh, you know, I... <laughs> that's what got me it did get me I think I texted you this morning or last night watching I don't even know it was Boston and New Orleans I guess it had come on it was on when I was home last night and that's when it kind of hit me for real uh where I teared up a bit when they started the game and just let the clock run out uh that was and watch all the players and that was pretty in the just a silent arena that was that started chanting Kobe uh, that was pretty real right there. So, you know, it's it's great, but it you know it's I don't know what else you do. You know, I mean, the Grammys. We were watching the Grammys last night. I thought it was. I don't think they did anything like that crazy. They kind of showed his jersey and uh, Alicia Keys sang a song for him. Um, but it's tough to watch those award shows. Anyways, everyone's so fucking like self centered and uh, it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was fine. Boys to men. I don't know that. Uh, uh, I don't know. Was boys to men happy to get that call to sing uh, whatever song they sang for him? I don't know. They perform at the Mirage every night. Probably just happy to get out of there. <laughs> I uh, I was telling Brandy uh, we were watching it, and I was like, "Was boys to men just like outside before the show?" And they're like, "We can do a we can do a tribute for Kobe. Just let us in, please." Like, I, was yeah. boys to men invited to the Grammys. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I just know they're at the Mirage all the time. Other than that, I don't I haven't heard from them in like thirty years. I'm only twenty seven. I yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I thought it was strange. I, I did think it was a little strange at the Grammys, but what are you gonna do? You know, it happened a couple hours before the Grammys. They're like you know, you don't have like a ton of time to prepare something, so uh and you know, Kobe was in a way like a celebrity. Um not like like like, you know, if Jermaine O'Neal died, nobody at the Grammys is going to care if Jermaine O'Neal dies. But it's fucking Kobe Bryant at the Staples Center. Outside the Staples Center during the Grammys was nuts. So, it's, it's – yeah. yeah. What about you? I mean, what do you think is going to happen? You think uh, you think he's I, – I, I'm not convinced the NBA shouldn't have just canceled the games yesterday. Oh, I know. I know. You saw Tyson Chandler crying on the bench. Like, these guys, when they're – like, you're talking about letting the clock run out for the – backcourt and the 24 second violation to signify 24 and 8 um these guys are a mess devin booker i mean devin booker i think he said publicly that he tries to play just like kobe like these guys so many of them are in the nba because of kobe bryant they caught an interest in basketball from watching him just like i did obviously i did not get to the nba but it's the same yeah it's true yeah started you know it started at the same same spot so tomorrow uh this was taped on a monday Tomorrow is Tuesday. The Clippers and Lakers play at Staples, so that's that's going to be pretty pretty nuts, I think. Oh, I mean, there's not going to be a dry eye in the house no. or watch. I'm going to cry watching it. 
Oh yeah, me too. And um, I feel like I've softened on LeBron. I feel like I've softened on everything in this. I've hated LeBron James, but seeing him break down and and I don't know. It seems like you know Kobe and and LeBron. I thought they hated each other, and I was like Team Kobe all the way. But I think it's just good competition, and and you know I think LeBron's got to be pretty torn up. Uh, I know a lot of these guys, have, you know. LeBron's been around Kobe for his entire life. I mean, right. LeBron's been in the public eye just like Kobe has coming from high school for forever. So, I know we've we've uh, we talked LeBron Kobe before. Um, uh, you hate LeBron with a passion, and and I've always been on the stance of you know LeBron's an interesting guy, but he's a hell of a basketball player. And I think at the end of the day, you know, Kobe, if anybody is 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 in the class with Kobe, it's LeBron. And yeah, they're competitors and. And this and that, but at the end of the day, uh, I mean, that's for those NBA guys. I know I'm watching the Carmelo interview yesterday was tough too. Carmelo. Oh yeah, yeah, um, very tough. Dwayne Wade too put yeah, his man. video out. And, and I know when LeBron talks, uh, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to watch. And I even I was watching Doc Rivers talk yesterday, and I was just like, this is so sad. Did you see? Did you see the LeBron Kobe stuff on what LeBron was saying about him on Saturday? It's night? just, isn't it eerie, man? How this happens, like. And Dw- Dwight Howard said that you know people should be you know celebrated more while they're still alive in relationship to Kobe when asked about LeBron passing Kobe on the scoring list. And it's crazy. Oh my god, that's so eerie! I didn't hour. hear Dwight Howard say that. Yeah, um, I've blocked Dwight everything Howard, out he's ever said. Kobe. So. Kobe Tried his best to ruin Dwight Howard's life, and Kobe, and Dwight Howard still like has respect for him. I mean, that just shows you well, that's how what much I, of a comp- competitor he was. And and people, even if he's like mean to you, you probably are like, you know what? I probably should work harder. Well, that's exactly what I was saying earlier. Is especially like Dwight is the best example of that. Is Kobe hated Dwight and yelled at him for how lazy and he was being and how much potential he could have. And what now? Ten years later, he's like. Kobe was fucking right, you know, like, I, I, I've been a piece of shit, and, you know, there's no reason Dwight Howard couldn't have been the best center in basketball for another, you know, five, six years. Yeah, and that's what, that was his original beef with Shaq, was basically, you know, you're, yeah. you're great, but you're lazy, and we could be, you know, even better, but Shaq's like, you know, we're, you know, we're good enough, which, which they were, yeah. so, I don't know, I can see both sides of that one, but, I don't know, just a really, really surreal day, and, uh, gonna go watch his, his final game tonight. Gonna be tough. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm probably, uh, you know, I'm I'm about done watching everybody cry on TV. So I'm probably gonna I'm gonna step away for a little while tonight. Get out and uh, you know, I I hope uh, I hope his family, you know, can 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 kind of move on and and remember the good times. So, but besides that, you know, I don't really I don't really have much else to say on him. Yeah, I mean, life's short. You just you just never know. We get so so bogged down with you know complaining about work and day to day you know shit that we don't want to do or stuff we take for granted. It uh, really puts it perspective. I think um, I know we know that already, and it's said all the time. But uh, something like this will kind of kind of remind you pretty quick. Oh yeah, yeah. I got uh, yeah. I called my dad yesterday. I don't even think I've ever sat down and watched a basketball game with my dad. But uh, I don't know. It was. It made you. It made you. It made you feel some things for sure. It did. It did. Um, I was at the X Games and um, the guy won some um, snowmobile medal and he was being interviewed on ESPN and he came out in a Kobe jersey and like slowly, slowly, slowly put it down in the snow and like, like that was just 
I was right in front of me, like right after it happened. And he was like getting emotional, and it was, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tough. Tough. I, we're gonna see a lot more of that in the coming yeah. uh, in the coming oh, yeah, months definitely. and years. Uh, the Kobe support's not going anywhere. Uh, I think nope. uh, no matter how you feel about him, and I'll say this is no matter how you feel about him, you you got to respect him. I mean, there's no doubt about it. you respect the the work he put in to become great. Uh, and if you're not spending 24 hours a day working towards your goal, then what are you doing? You know, that's how he felt. And that's a message that no matter who you are, you can you can understand and, and respect. Yeah, I agree. Shout out to Bill Simmons for spending his podcast trying to uh, justify why he has him ranked in the all time rankings, like recorded right after. So wait, nice what? Job, Bill, you're, you're great. <laughs> Yeah, Bill Simmons recorded a podcast immediately after, and like his main focus was like, "Yeah, I've got him ranked like in the top ten, not the top five. This is why he was great. It's oh sad, but this is God, Jesus dude. Christ, dude. Doesn't even matter where he ranks <laughs> at all. I mean, Bill Simmons, it, all you had I, to do is get on and do a show about Kobe, and you would have got a billion listens, and nobody would have cared, you know. And but you got to be uh, fuck that guy, man. Yeah, I don't get why there's this, even, like, not just him. Like, people are, it reads, sparks, sparks a debate of where he ranks. Like, who cares? Like, when Sean Taylor died, no one was like, was he the third best safety or the second best safety in the NFL when he died? It's like, no one cares. Yeah, that's. Somebody died with his daughter. Let it go. Sean Taylor, that's a good one. That was pretty sudden, too. That's a, it was, that's a good one. nothing like this. Well, no, I mean, Sean Taylor was great, but he wasn't Kobe Bryant. No. All right. Well, um, we're yeah, going to bring on get Myra, Myra to talk about a few, uh, few you know, helicopter questions that uh, we know nothing about. So maybe uh, we can shed a little light on that. Yeah. Myra okay. is your go-to for all things helicopter. So um, she's built them several times. So she knows what she's talking about. Um, yeah. I, I'll quickly say this on the helicopter, too. Uh, I don't know what's going to come out or what, you know, is going to happen. But <sighs> buckle up. I'll say that it could be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be, and people are going to be very emotional about it. Uh, this is kind of such a big story, shocking story that uh, people are going to want someone to blame. So, yeah. um, I hope that that's not the focus. Um, doesn't really matter whose fault it is at this point. No, it's not bringing anybody back. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Listen to Myra; she's very smart and she knows what she's talking about. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, the state of California will bring her in for some, uh, for some insight after they hear this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for listening guys. Uh, we'll have more Vikings content coming, but, uh, Vikings don't really matter right now. It doesn't seem like, all right, rest in peace. Love you, Kobe. All right. We're now bringing on our, our helicopter expert. Uh, my girlfriend is in house, pretty convenient. Um, so Myra, Myra Carvajal, helicopter expert, Minnesota Misery podcast. Um, Myra, can you explain for people sort of in a nutshell what your job is? Because I, and I think most people know absolutely nothing about helicopters. Um, I work in the aviation industry. So I used to work in GA, so general aviation for a year and a half. And I recently, um, in the past six months, have been working with Black Hawk helicopters and Firehawks and stuff. So I don't know a whole lot, but I do know a lot. What do you mean by that? <laughs> um, I just know more about general aviation than I do about, uh, you know, rotor wing aircraft. Gotcha. All the other helicopter experts will bust, so yeah. we're going to do our best here. Um, so, unfortunately, helicopters are very much in the news with uh, the unfortunate passing of Kobe. 
Um, so from your experience, what you've heard other people talk about, given that the weather wasn't great, um, the FAA may be, is that true that the FAA didn't necessarily think that they should take off? Like, just from your perspective, what do you think possibly could have been the cause here? So from what I hear from all the aviation podcasts and articles that I have uh, have been reading, they say that they did advise them not to fly. That's like a fact. And um, there was word that two other aircraft re refused to fly just because the fog was so thick and it was high and it was low. It just wasn't visible. And usually when that happens, um, no one takes the skies. I know that I also read that um, other helicopters weren't in the sky either. So when um, police came to the crash, police wouldn't even let their helicopters fly to see the damage, um, the crash. That's, I mean, I think that's pretty telling. I definitely didn't know that. So even after the fact that it happened, there was still an advisory that basically it was not, not a good idea. So that when, when something is restricted like this, it's not a let's wait 10 minutes and, and hopefully it'll improve. It can last longer. Oh, yeah, definitely not. They refused to fly. They knew um, that they shouldn't have. And, you know, the helicopter that was flying, Kobe Bryant, the, you know, he, the, the pilot himself asked ATC, so air traffic controllers, for a flight following, which means, kind of dumbing it down, it means that he didn't exactly feel safe. And a flight following is kind of asking all these like points um, on all these towers to kind of keep an eye on him for emergencies, usually. That's what they're mainly used for. And uh, seeing like where he is and like telling him where he is. And that's just kind of the gist of it, so, it so all. It just tells you that the, the pilot knew better. He but, didn't feel comfortable. and But most likely, if anyone on board that pressured him to fly, yeah, got to be Kobe. If Kobe Bryant wants you to fly and he's pushing you to fly, you're most likely going to fly. Yeah, so I think he was headed to the uh, Grammys after his daughter's basketball game. So um, I'm guessing the pressure of those two events back-to-back wouldn't he wouldn't take no for an answer so um obviously the investigation is ongoing and we're not we're not there but assuming that it was not engine failure or anything like that which can we think we could rule that out at this point or n not for sure in my opinion i can't rule it out only because when it's that foggy you have to rely on your instruments so no like gps like it's like all visual and helicopters but you have to rely on your instruments that have the altitude and, you know, the pressure gauges and stuff. So it's like if you don't have a good – what's the word I'm looking for? If you just don't feel comfortable enough with your instruments and you're asking for a flight following, you probably shouldn't be flying. And I uh, was reading on one of the aviation talks – that a guy in a church parking lot who is also a pilot heard him hovering and it sounded like he was having trouble and um, he said that he was thinking get more altitude which means that he was so low to the ground and that's what also ATC was saying that he in order to have a flight following you should be above a certain amount of feet and he was below it and it was hard for him to, tr to be tracked 
you know, it's like you're so to, you're so low to the ground that they can't help you, you know? All right, so you're mentioning that helicopters rely so much on actually the pilot's vision to where yeah. with, you know, a commercial jet, it's, you know, the, the instruments and the autopilot do, like, a lot of the work for you. Um, so do you think if a, like, a, a plane flew through the same space that they would have been able to make it okay? A plane would have been able to fly in the same space because planes don't fly that low like helicopters do. Right, okay. He was maneuvering in hills. Okay, okay. So, and just for someone who doesn't understand, um, if you're, you know you need to be higher altitude because that's what you were told by getting this flight following, um, you obviously know you don't want to hit the ground. Um, why would you be flying, why wouldn't you be on the side of caution and, and not be flying, you know, higher than possibly you should? Or do you, was... or do you really, the gauges not even work in that setting where there's that much fog, so you literally possibly have no clue how high you are? No, they work. Um, he was flying low because there was other traffic in the air. Because he was in a... Plane zone, not yeah, helicopter. No, there was... They... Yeah, other, other, like a Citation 10 okay. was in the, in the air. And so it was like a, maybe like a small piper. But that's a pretty busy, it's pretty busy, um, classes are over there. So class A, B, A, B, C, and E and G. What is that? What is a class? Does that just mean? And just classes like are different. Okay, different airport. And there's a lot, a lot of different airports in mm -hmm. Southern California too. So, um, so basically, you just think it's as simple as weather wasn't safe. Kobe, likely we don't know this. Um, well, you think the black box, which is um, what holds audio recordings of the interactions on on a flight, do you think that'll come out with with and tell us exactly what happened? Um, hearing the passengers and stuff. Yeah. So. I haven't heard about that, but you could hear the pilot talking it's to ATC, ATC. and um, I listened to that, and I mean, you could tell, I mean, I can't say he sounds nervous, I don't know who he is, but the it was it was such busy air, like it was you so busy. You've listened to it already? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it was so busy around him that he was hovering for 15 minutes in one spot, because it was so busy, and then he was, and that's what it was, he was asking for a flight following, so... Different towers would be like, go this way, and then um, chime in and go into this frequency to talk to the next tower. And that's what it was. It was like passing him around. And then he talked to the last guy, and he was like, I need you. To, he's like, I can't. He's like, I can't see you. You're not um, in the right altitude. So it needed to be higher. Yeah, he needed to be a little higher. He had to get altitude. And he think, was just too low. I think it happened right after oh, that. Oh, yeah, you could see him blinking off. Oh, wow. That's, that's heavy. Um, somber question, but um, something like that it, it happens pretty much. Um, it happens quickly all the time because you're well. It's not a long, you know, a commercial jet falling out of the air. That's going to take oh, minutes. Yeah. But the helicopter that low about to do it, it's like it just, immediate. Yeah. So no, hopefully no pain or anything for anyone involved. No, I mean I'm sure the minutes slow down. The the seconds slow down. You know, I'm sure. It would for anybody, but it happened pretty fast. Uh, just, a, just a heartbreaking, heartbreaking story. Um, seems like, and again, we'll learn more. But uh, seems like Kobe's arrogance that made him so great on the court may have may have possibly caused this. Yeah, it's it's not good, but unfortunately, it happens, and that's why everyone should know that your flight is never guaranteed. And a pilot will say that. I have pilot friends. I work in the industry. They can never guarantee your safety. Like TSA, they can never guarantee your safety. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, 
only reason he had that, that helicopter in the first place, and if that really is the case, that he for strongly urged the pilot to fly when he didn't want to, um, the only reason he would have had that helicopter to begin with is, you know, that same personality trait that made him so aggressive and mm -hmm. so so confident and sure of himself. So, um, very, very, very sad ending to, to one of the greatest in NBA history, but uh, we appreciate Myra coming on to, to explain a little bit more about, about helicopters, because uh, I don't know much. Thank you.